On this episode of RVA Real Estate Talk, episode 11, we will be breaking down how to get leads as a new agent and how to convert those leads. We'll also be talking about something new and exciting we have coming on our YouTube channel. You're listening to RVA Real Estate Talk with Jared Davis and Galen Parker, your source for an honest, insightful look into Central Virginia's real estate market. Combined, Jared and Galen have over 20 years sales experience, as well as hundreds of testimonials from clients past and present who rely on them for advice and assistance when buying and selling homes in today's incredibly hot and competitive real estate market. And now, your hosts, Jared Davis and Galen Parker. I am Jared Davis. And I'm still Galen Parker. That's right. Can you believe we're actually back one week since the last week? I'm more impressed with the fact that we were able to find time in our schedules Gosh. for us to be in the same place in two consecutive weeks. I'm, that's what's impressive. I mean, we were doing this. Work-wise, I feel like we normally would have seen each other recreationally every day of the week if we could. Yeah. I mean, pre-corona, for sure. Pre-corona. Yeah. I mean, we've been, we've been doing this podcast like monthly, but it really is getting to the point we need to do it weekly. So that is going to be the plan to be generating content for you guys, whether you're a realtor, an investor, if you just like listening to me and Galen banter back and forth. Velvety voice. Uh, you got the radio voice. No, not you me. got the radio, you got the radio voice. voice. Stop it. Uh, You're too it. much. Oh, man. So what's new with you, Jared? Uh, still waiting on that belly rub from, from, <laughs> last, from last week, maybe. I hope everyone goes back and looks at that reference. There's been like so many people that have been like, what? Belly rub? And I was like, you're you're reading it out of context. You've got to understand man's best friend. But then everyone I talk to who's a dog owner, they're like, oh, yeah, that's really sweet. Yeah. That's really touching. Go back and listen to episode 10. But in reality, last week we talked about you and your best friend that wasn't me right magnus right that's his vehicle you that's didn't right realize that if you haven't listened it got destroyed magnus is gone uh 2005 the best year for the nissan xterra by far yeah um he's out of here ladies and gentlemen so what's what's the new so ride we <laughs> this has been like a crazy experience buying this car <laughs> but we replaced magnus with winston um, Winston is a Acura uh, uh-huh. MDX, which I, prior to having Magnus, uh-huh. I had Collinsworth. Okay. Collinsworth was I an Acura CSX. I give a lot of thought to like what they will be doing, their personalities. So I had Collinsworth. That was an Acura CSX. Love that car. Uh, sold it to a young man in Roanoke, Virginia. Did I tell you that story? Mm-mm. So I put that car on like Craigslist, get a hit, but you get like 50. If you've ever sold something on Craigslist... Oh. It's kind of like the Waddle West because you get like 80 people. They're like, can I just rent your car for four years? And it's like, what? That, that's not a thing. <laughs> owner like, fi- they went owner financing yeah, on like exactly. the old used car? I only want to drive it on Wednesdays. How much would that be? I'm like, that. what are you talking about? <laughs> so I sold it to a guy uh, from Roanoke. He shows up, young guy. I mean, he had to be like 19 or 20. Uh, I think I sold the car for like $13,000. He showed up with a Jansport backpack full of cash. Was it the full amount? Full there, amount. Yeah. There was no like, oh, I got you know eleven thousand dollars cash. We'll take it. He was like, oh, I got all of it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And I was like, that's odd. But I was like, let's go to the bank. And he's like, well, is that is that where the title is? I mean, what, I thought you had the title. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> why do we need a bank? Why, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are we doing? I was like, oh, I've got the title. I just don't have the time to count manually. You know, thirteen thousand dollars cash. I was like, they've got a machine where they just count it for. He's like, oh. Okay, and he has his buddy with him. Both of them look super like worried when I said we're going to the bank. They're like, what? Huh? FDIC? Tax records? So I was like, all right, take it easy. 
right. It's going to be okay. No paper trail on your end. Just, I know, you've, just mine. You've been watching Breaking Bad a little too long. It's all good. <laughs> right. uh, so we did that. They touch drove it for like 10 minutes. It was like a six-speed manual. So he was just like burning it up and down Hull Street. It was just like laughing and giddy. And I'm like, just don't. Actually, I was like, don't wreck it. Then I was like, actually, I don't care if you wreck it. As long I'm, as I have the money. Yeah, exactly. I was like, wreck it all you want. Keep your cash. Exactly. So that was Collinsworth. So I'm back in the Acura family. Okay. Um, how does it feel? You don't seem excited. You know, everyone says that. I'm not <sighs> as excited. I'm so disappointed. Like, um, I was telling you that today I, was, I went to the store. I was driving past the glass fronts. Um, I have this picture of myself in Magnus. Magnus had like big, like high profile tires. They're like rugged. You know, it was all blacked out. The tint of blacked out. Everything was like the red calipers. And I was just like, Magnus was Galen in car form. I mean, it really was. I was just like, <laughs> it's loud. And then now the Winston, it's just like, hello, sir. Very proper. Yeah. Uh, sophisticated. You feel like you're driving your wife's car around. A little bit. It's like everything's like leather and there's like the GPS and my iPods in there and you know, there's like a guy iPod? like rubbing my shoulder. Like not my iPod, my phone. <laughs> my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a vintage iPod. Let's go back. He's driving. Like, my iPad touches in there. <laughs> yeah, I, <know. laughs> I, I got a record player. Yeah. <laughs> got a record player in there. No. So I've got like, I said that because when you close, when you connect your iPhone, it, the screen okay. says iPod because I don't know. That's what it does. So it's like it's nice. It's plush, and I feel kind of like you know. I feel kind of wimpy. Okay. I feel very classy. Does it have three rows in that car? It does. It fits okay. seven. Nice. If I chose to do that, I will never do that. I mean, we're not driving. I probably won't ever put more than two people in that thing. Let's be honest with ourselves. But I mean, with Corona, no one's driving people around right now. Exactly. I'm not Uber. I'm just a regular dude. Cat and I will be in there. Maybe after Corona, me, you, Cat, and Jackie will go up to. The uh, vineyard and get some more peaches. Oh my god, that'd be so good. We never talked about the peaches. That was, we'll talk about that another day. Um, what is that place called? Uh, ch- uh, Chiles. Chili's. Chili's. Is it Chili's? Uh, yeah, I'm pronouncing it wrong if it's not. Charlottesville, mm-hmm. Mike? I have no idea what you're talking All right. about. Well, everyone knows Carter's Mountain. Carter's Mountain. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, everybody. But not everybody. I grew up here like you guys. <laughs> but but apparently, <laughs> apparently not everybody knows Chili's. Chili's is awesome. It's a peach orchard, and you do the exact same thing as you do <laughs> at Carter Chili's. Mountain, but with peaches. With the peaches. But they and have apples, too. So they you do, do have apples. apples. It's the most glorious thing in the world. And I, like, total went nerd over some peaches. When's the season? Right now. Right now, I think. Yeah, yeah we, we just went we a month went, ago. I went two weeks ago and we made yeah. peach cobbler or peach. How, how many, how peach how many peaches did you buy? What do they, they, there's a name for a bag of peaches. I bushel? Didn't realize. Bag. No, it's a, a bushel. No. bushel? No. Can we get What's a good bag? The big, the big donkey's search? a bushel. I got a half a bushel and there's not a, a bushel. Ton of uh, peaches and I ate probably like four peaches a day for like a week. I was just, but then I gave them to like nine different families. Are they like good size ones? Or they are. Smaller? They're incredible. And it's like when you bite into it, it's like someone just splashed water of peach all over your oh, face. Man. It's you, just like dripping down you your need chin. Like a bib. It's ridiculous. You need a bib to eat their it's peaches. So you got to give them like two or three days to ripen if you try to be like the cheap person that like eats them off the tree like like you want to do it like we went and they had some harder ones and then she was like well we've got some in the back that are a little more ripe i'm like yes bring those see i like the harder ones i like the crunchy that's what my wife said what are y'all serial killers it's (laughs) super weird i I just i like when things are appropriate to eat yeah like juicy like when they're like like a banana a little more riper than normal like i like i don't eat bananas i don't like bananas either I'll eat them, but I don't. I don't enjoy it. I like banana flavored things, not mm-hmm. actual bananas. I'm with you. I agree, 100. percent My wife thinks there's an enzyme in them that makes me sick when I eat them. So mm. that's a long story. You're allergic to a lot of things. I am allergic to a lot of things. He can't eat shellfish, which, which is, is ironic because where do we just go? 
Red Salt. We just went to Red Salt. I and love it was Red Salt. Magnifique. Have we done a food review on Red Salt? We haven't. Okay. We never that did. That is it. my by far favorite place in town. Yeah. I mean, and I ate one of the rolls that had the salmon in it, which was delicious. We did. Or no, it was the imitation crab meat. You just had a California roll. Yeah. All it was. The, it was Russian, the Russian, the black Russian roll is like my favorite. I like the Hulk and I like. Uh, I like everything. They do. Are we doing a food review right now? I mean, let's just talk about it. I mean, I've eaten, I mean, everything, I've eaten everything on the menu. Let's not limit ourselves. So the tuna, the ahi tuna, they do like a tuna tartar. And Love essentially tuna. it's on like you know, a, Hey, you know how I feel about tuna. That's right. That's like podcast episode seven or yeah. six, something like that. So they do like a wonton, like a chip, like a nacho, but it's like a tempura nacho. Okay. And then they take like ahi tuna and they mix it in with like guacamole it's almost like avocado oh, wow. it's like a blend yeah. with wasabi so it's got like a little spice going on they do a little fish row on top and it's incredible um have to get it now right. i get it every time i go no nice, nice and nice. then these are just the appetizers and then they do a salmon with a black truffle <laughs> uh like ponzu sauce yeah, on that's, top that's really good have you had that yeah. oh yeah, man yeah, what were you eating the other day where like uh, mike henry mike's another member of our team <laughs> but he ate it all mike, like, grabbed it and like <laughs> messed it all it was like such a beautiful presentation it was delightful to it the was eyes bad. it was like and on was the, the radish, radish. And he just like grabs like oh, yeah. it was like driven like it looks like a crime scene <laughs> That's, yeah. not, that's not the mic, not me. Not no, that mic. Mike. Mike Mike that's Mike Henry. Big Mike. Yeah, Big yeah. Mike. It's like on radishes all nice. And he <laughs> yeah. just grabbed all the radishes and just ate them. He's like, man, these radishes are good. And I was like, all right, well, now that I have that was like the funniest all my thing fish I've ever is like flopped over in the bowl. <laughs> I was like, all right, there you go there. Uh, their steaks are awesome, though, too. They're sushi and a chop house. If you're going to get the steak, go and for And this the is something I oh. didn't know. Jared, you tell them about the way the owner has the menu with the other uh, restaurants. Ah, so this happened, kinda cool. this happened post-corona. Essentially, once they had to go to the delivery and pick up um now they're back open fully but when they when they did that they own a lot of other restaurants in town it's the i guess eat restaurant group um they've got you know pbr of richmond and hot chicks and fatty smokes and boulevard burgers and food dog and osaka and you name it wild ginger they've got it um so what they started doing was they started doing red salt fatty smokes and hot, hot chicks, chicks menus all out of the one location. So that way, if you're going to do pickup for someone like me who loves sushi, but it will kill Galen, he's able to get a hot chicks sandwich. At I'm the always getting the hot chicks. But now they've just left it that way. So we went for lunch the other day, and you had a hot chick sandwich and while we ate sushi. Roll. And a California roll. Yeah. I love it. I, love it. I, I like when stuff like that happens. Just I'm mix like, oh, it okay. all up. And what, sometimes when you see like combinations, like something goes bad. And they're like, uh, but this was like everything was still very good. That no, was like, great. And then they got they've got diminished. Wong's Tacos across the street now. So really, you can get like four of their establishments God, right there. I, I like a place. I'm not too crazy about the service on the taco place. Like Wong's, I haven't been yet. Did I've you go like yet, right yeah. after they opened, or have they been? No, it's uh, like two weeks ago. I went, oh. so. Okay. Well, we'll try it. I mean, shout out to Chris Sway and Staples and all those awesome guys running it. We will check it out and Absolutely. see. Maybe that'll go on a restaurant review. All right. Are we ready for the deep dive? Born ready. Let's do it. Deep dive. All right. What are we talking about today, Galen? Today we're going to kind of talk a little bit about lead generation. Um, and then what, after you get the leads, what do you do with them? Because that's the, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's easy to get leads because that's, you know, a different discussion stuff because you got to get leads, but now that you got them, all right, well, what are you going to do? How do you follow up? And so we're going to kind of dive into that a little bit. And, uh, there are certain things, especially I would say people in our, 
I want to say age group, our generation that they don't like doing. And we're going to talk about that as well. <laughs> yeah, that's a good preface. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we've got, I think, 12 agents now on the team, something like that. And we keep building. People keep calling us all the time. And I've only made on. like four of them. I, I mean, EXP, I, we do get the EXP calls all the time. And I'm like, well, come on board. It's incredible. So, with that being said, we've had a lot of new agents that are getting their license. I think with Corona, people have also, and people were always jumping into real estate, but with Corona, I've had so many people call me and say, ah, I think I'm ready for a job change. What about real estate? That's like, I think what everybody thinks. I don't have to go to college for four years and I like HGTV, let me do this. Mm -hmm. um, the flip side of that is that we get a lot of new agents and every new agent just has no idea what to do when they start. That is, I think, the most monumental thing when we bring somebody on the team, why they need a team or they need a good broker, they need guidance, because they're sitting there and they have their license and they have MLS access, and now they have no idea what to do with it. It's all shiny, they got their license. Yeah. Now what do I do? I mean, they've been like fighting for like five, six months to pass their test, get <laughs> everything trained, and then they get everything done, and then they're just sitting there like, I have no clue. Now it all begins, right? So Galen, you know, I've been at this for seven years. Galen's now getting tenured. He's been in it a few years now. He's crushing it. You're newer than me, though. Sure. So when you started, what was the, the main lead gen thing for you, you so think? First, I, I want to start here is the fact that you have to kind of embrace the idea that as a real estate agent, you're a salesperson. And I feel like a lot of people are like, I'm a consultant. I'm a this. I'm, a that. I'm like, yeah, that's all great. I'm a home specialist. Yeah, exactly. That? It's like, that, very good. Very good. Home specialist, all these things. Salesperson. You have to, one, sell them on you and then sell their house. If you can't do those two things, you're going to be a home specialist. And that means you're going to be at home all the time. So you got to really embrace the fact that you got to be able to sell those Two things, two things you gotta do. Um, and then sales for any job, it's a grind. Um, you have to be disciplined. Um, you have to be disciplined in your own mind and your own finances. So you've gotta kinda think, all right, so what is my day going to be like? And whether you are a person who likes to wake up early in the morning. Nope. You can do that. Maybe I like to wake up a little bit earlier than probably most people and start up. Or maybe you say, I don't like waking up. Well, then you got to make those calls after five because, you know, that's when people are home. So it's it's a grind. So you got to embrace that mentality. Say, listen, I'm a salesperson. I got to sell something. Yeah. So we have. I feel a, like it's like you're a, you're starting your own your business. You're a business person. It is 100 your own you know, business. And I mean, I'm saying this as if I didn't know anything about real estate, but that's pretty much you are taking your name and branding it to be a business. One hundred percent. Yeah. You have to so, tell everyone you're a salesperson, you that you're in real estate. Yeah. So you're like you said, you're selling yourself and then you're selling houses. Selling right. yourself is probably first. That's where the networking legion comes in, I guess. But Absolutely. At the end of the day, we get people that say, Well, I don't have that much budget or what do I do if I have this much budget? What are my options? Um, I would say number one thing for a new agent that has no money whatsoever. I'm going to throw open houses out there. Right. Galen, thoughts? Right. I, I, I say do all the free stuff. Um, open houses, it's not, I mean, I guess we pare it down. It's not really free, but it's low cost. because you, you Free enough. Yeah, exactly. It's free yeah. enough. It's going to cost um, you gas and some signs, maybe exactly. some, some waters or something. There's some to, small investment things in there. But that's always a good one because, one, it puts you out there. It gives you something to promote. And then you're actually out there. To me, something pr to promote is almost as good as actually doing the open house. Yeah. And here's why I say that is because you can say, well, I'm going to be an open house this Saturday. Come on through. People say, oh, I didn't know they did that. 
Oh, so they start, and the, you kind of get the idea of the all right, all the things that go into. What are the things you have to think about with doing an open house? Well, you have to be very knowledgeable of the property um, because people are going to start asking, "Oh, well, when was it built?" You or know? you text me your entire open house on my <laughs> listing and ask me questions. I don't know. I get that, that too. Agents text me like all day at my open houses. <laughs> I let my agents run opens on my yeah. listings because I normally don't. So then you know they run it. And when was this house built? Yeah, exactly. How it's many like, square feet? Exactly. How many What's bathrooms? Is there heat? I'm like, just yeah. look around. Is you there can see heat the bathrooms? Pump? Yeah, look. Yeah, look outside. Is look there central air? I'm like, I don't know. Are you hot? Yep. I'd be able to do that a lot. So you. It gets you in the practice of knowing houses. I always tell people, go to, um, and this is something I learned from another agent. He goes early in the morning, like 7 in the morning. He puts up all his signs if he can't do it the night before. He drives the neighbor just to get a feel for it so that when it comes to the open house, oh, man, people you know, people are out walking. You just get all these like yeah. little conversational things. So people inevitably will ask you questions. Some of them you can't answer. Uh, some of you can't because you'll violate, you know, your ethicy. But you know, people want to know what do you know about this neighborhood, and so you want to be able to say, oh, well, you know, when I was driving in, so have an idea, be prepared to do things like that. Yes. When I was um, when I worked in BMW and uh, Mike the, bought BMWs. Yeah, the uh, the general manager who was pretty much took me under his wing. He him and I would walk the lot every single morning, seven a.m. So we knew exactly what was on the lot and what was happening and then what was pl- going through like to get done on the in the shop and whatnot. So yep. anybody that walked in and immediately knew what the day was and what, what car they had and color and all that stuff. So here's the thing with an open house. <clears throat> Nowadays, I, sometimes my agents say, well, I did this open house and no one came. Other times we do open houses and 65 people will show up. So it's, it's hit or miss. You're not always going to have some home run open house. But here's the thing. If 10 people come into an open house regularly, there's a pretty good shot that 10 of those people are looking to buy a house, right? You may get some neighbors, but then you have good marketing to the neighbors because now you have a listing that's there. Sometimes it's even good to knock the doors in the neighborhood and just let people know, hey, we've got an open house going on tomorrow or this afternoon. Don't be alarmed if you see a lot of traffic coming through. Feel free to come in and stop by and check out the house if that's you want. That's my favorite one. Right? Because then I, you, you've already got the listing. I love doing that. I knock in there. Hey, listen, I just want to apologize up front. There might be some extra traffic on your street if they're parking from your house. I'm so sorry. If there's an issue, please let me know. And people are like, oh, Yep. Thank you so much for telling me that. You know, you make goodwill with your neighbors. And then I, we did that. I can I never remember the names of streets of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, the house we did a while ago where tons of neighbors came and they're all apologetic. We said, we're a neighbor. And I said, you know, neighbors sell houses. Uh, but was that the condo over on like Hamilton that all the neighbors were coming through? In mind. No, 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 like- no. This one was in Smoke Tree. Or Smoke Tree, yes. We sell a lot of houses. Yeah, guys. so the, re- the neighbors all came through and they were like, oh, so sorry. And I said, neighbors sell houses. There's no one going to be able to articulate the neighborhood better than the neighbor, the person who's living there. They'll do a better job than I do. I said, so if you've got a friend or a family member, I said, Phil, come on in. If you know someone, let them know. Here's my card. Here's my number. And they're like, oh, yeah. And I've gotten calls from people say, hey, uh, my my sister-in-law, she lives two doors down. She said this house. I just wanted to get some more information. Generally, I say, well, it's, it's pending. but uh, uh, And I just kind of talked to them that way. But, yeah, talk to your neighbors. That's the easy way to get yourself out there, get your face out there. That's why open houses are so important. I I, I would like to do more of them, but houses are just flying off the... Uh... Yeah, a lot of times they are sold before you even get to the open yeah. house day unless you're waiting for offers. But that is one of those things where you... as Do as open it, houses. From conversion, you have to know your numbers. So you may say, well, I need... 50 contacts a, a month for each 50 I get one deal out of right right you have to know the numbers because the thing is with an open house you can maybe get 50 contacts at an open house 
and maybe out of those 50, you know, 35 to 40 could be looking for houses. And out of that 35 to 40, maybe 20 of them already have realtors, right? You get a lot of that. Uh, but now you're left with 10 to 15. And those are 10 to 15 that if you can get them qualified and you stay on top of them, they could be good deals, right? That's mm -hmm. out of 50. But on the flip side, I could give Galen 100 cold leads to go call that we have no idea if they want a house. Maybe they registered on our website. Right. Maybe they, you know, whatever it may be, right? Maybe he's just dialing a neighborhood because he wants to listen to that neighborhood. Out of that 100 people, the chances that those 100 are looking to buy a house is far slimmer, right? So that's where knowing the numbers is crucial. You know, yeah. I think for every 100 cold calls you make, it probably takes you 100 to get 10 on the phone. And out of the 10 <laughs> that come on the phone, you know, nine of How them. How did you get my number? Yeah, they want you to go kill yourself. And then there's that one that wants a house, right? Yeah. So, but see, that's the whole problem because we also have a lot of agents that have other jobs they're trying to get in sure, they're trying to wean out and that's cool but one thing i always ask these agents is how much time are you putting into your real estate business each week and if things were turned and you put that much time into your other job how would much you, money would you make at your other would job? Would they fire you immediately? Exactly, right? Because if, if you're thinking, oh, I make you know one hour of calls a week and I do an open house a month. Well, that's three hours a month of work. So could you work anywhere for three hours a month and make money? No. no. So that's why you know when it comes to conversion and lead gen, you've got to put in the time. You have to put in the effort. Um, last thing on open houses, how are you making sure that you can actually keep up with the people that you meet at open houses? Good call. So there used to be people who have like paper sign-ins. They still have those. I, I don't use those. I use an app on my iPad. <laughs> and so when they come, they... I say, hey, thank you for coming. Do you mind just signing in? The homeowner wants to you know, have a record. They sign in, type their little information in there. It saves it for me. Um, usually I do open houses on Sundays. That Monday, I call all those people. Yep. Notice the word I used. Call <laughs> That's right. all those people. Don't we'll be talk about afraid that later. of we'll the phones. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. We call those people. But you, you definitely want to be able to keep track yep. of all of those people. Because granted, yeah, maybe not all of them, but it helps you. You're never going to know if you don't reach out and contact them. So, you know, it's really important uh, that you kind of focus on making sure that you can, you, you can't convert them if you don't copy them down. That's exactly. So the way, the way we run our system, I don't know if you have a CRM as a realtor, you may Good say, idea. what is a CRM? That's just a client management, you know, application. So they have different ones out there. They have Boomtown, they have Sierra, they have KV Core, they have, I think, Tiger Tail, right? Uh, if it's close if that's not the name but at the end of the day <laughs> shout out if it's not a cool software name so anyways that's uh, I'm pretty sure it's we're gonna we're gonna trademark I think, I think that. that's it i'm pretty sure that's I it i think we just found our new um <laughs> our new uh segment name that we're gonna be no, i think that actually is the name of the crm but welcome to rba real estate tiger tail well so i mean we talked to a lot of agents that actually have no crms which is and scary. i don't know how yeah. you do it like are you just do you have a pen and a paper like a maniac Excel, or are you just writing sheet. Yeah, I just and and I guess someone could use an Excel sheet. I used to when I first started. I used a uh, was it like numbers? In, yeah, uh, it's not bad if you're just like want a hot something. sheet. There's something about doing that have to have something. like your top hot leads, or maybe you have a whiteboard and you write. There's nothing wrong with paper. There's nope. nothing wrong with having a list that you look at each day. This country is built on paper. <laughs> that's right. That's something I used to means. tell people when I, mean, I, I my other job. Nowadays, okay. I mean, reminders is even if it's a, something you use your reminders. I use it all the time. Yeah, and but <laughs> see, see, here's the thing: as you as you move forward in this business, what you'll realize is that when you had ten leads, it was cool to keep up with ten leads. When you have 
3,000 leads in your database, it's now much harder to keep up and run through a list and remember who these people are. So the more software you can have that helps with these things, you know, we use Sierra as a CRM, we use YLopo, that gives us remarketing, it gives us leads, uh, it actually has an artificial intelligence that will talk to people for us, the conversations are hilarious, um, but they convert and they work, you know? So right. how, how are we getting internet leads these days or how do you, how, what are some ways we can get internet leads? Well, I mean, I'll I'll list some. You can do Google AdWords. Yeah. Um, you can do Facebook, which is a, Facebook is a very huge tool if you use it correctly. Really, all uh, the social media, right? Yeah, Throw Instagram in there. I mean, I don't know about Twitter. I don't know how useful Twitter TikTok's is. TikTok's getting questionable these days. I think. <laughs> I know, <it's> like, <laughs> you know, TikTok ads. You know, did I just sell all my information to China? <laughs> but uh, you know, using social media, even LinkedIn's very good. Is it? I find LinkedIn very good. I use that okay. a lot because. Um, LinkedIn's one of the few. Because he's the only realtor using LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the only guy there. No one's here but me. It's me me and 70 guys trying to tell me how to convert (laughs) on LinkedIn. It's like, I can help you build your team. I don't need it. First established, 2002. (laughs) But here's the thing about LinkedIn when you think about it, because it does make sense, is that LinkedIn is one of the few social media platforms that businesses allow people to access. They don't allow you to access Twitter from corporate. All that stuff's blocked. But for some reason, LinkedIn is generally not blocked. And so, when people are at <laughs> home, nothing fun. <laughs> yeah, because there's nothing fun to say. But here's here's the here's the psychology that I think about it. So, a lot of uh, let's just say there's a lot of often uh-huh. um, the mothers of the house mm-hmm. um, they are looking at homes for sale online. Mm-hmm. They send that link to their husbands, mm-hmm. and then he might pull it up somehow and look at it. Well. That's the only thing he has. But if I can kind of get to him, because there's a lot of guys on LinkedIn that's like, this is all we got. Yeah. This is the only thing. So if I can get their attention, when I look at my views and interactions, it is a lot because there's like, this is okay. all we got. I so you put it. up like a little video, a little vignette, a little something that's humorous, talks about real estate. I get a lot of people emailing me like, oh my goodness, hey, real quick question. What's a good time to sell? Oh, hey, huh. you know, stuff <laughs> like that. So, it, you know, it's kind of hard probably to do like the sponsored marketing. So I haven't looked into all that stuff, but just <laughs> organic use. LinkedIn is not bad. But, you're, te- so anyway, you're teaching me something on so that. So Facebook, to me, I feel like th- that's the behemoth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can do your own post. Get a business page. So many realtors are like, you should have I get, to a, get a business yeah, page. Should I get a business page? Uh, yes. You and should not. It, and be do you know why? Well, because you can't do any promoted content there out of a personal go. page. So yeah. at the end of the day, to be able to promote content to people, you actually have to have a business page. You can target it. You can target it per zip codes with housing. It's a little stricter because of fair housing laws. Right. Typically, you've got to do like a 15-mile radius. Remember the good old days? When you could just target just Anything, anything you wanted. You wanted and that's not in a bad way guys sure. it's just it was so nice because you could dial into a neighborhood and if you listed a house in one neighborhood i could market to just the homes in that neighborhood oh, man. i mean open houses same thing you could hit hey check out this house in your name and you could target it now that's that's gone. a little bit it's ages it's just a little ages bit have gone away which makes it kind of tough yeah. and only because when you look at your market share you could be selling a house in an a, assisted living like retirement community right <laughs> but you have to market to 18 year olds <laughs> and up right so a bunch then, of 18 year olds are like double clicking my post they're like oh this is great and i'm like <laughs> yeah, yeah 55 and up community is not the best to have to market to you know 70 percent of people under the age with your I marketing a, dollars uh, i've got for some reason i've got a huge following for cosby high school kids okay because i must have like put a bunch of posts in that general area so there's tons of like cosby high school he's like oh man i love this house and i'm like <laughs> well cool in like four years they're gonna years graduate from college right yeah it's very cool but anyways as you're saying facebook doing the targeted ads you can only do that if you have a business page um because you can put money into it and yeah then you can 
And boost so, post. So here's the thing with Facebook, your your lead conversion, you know, maybe it's gonna be a little lower. Maybe it's not necessarily everybody looking for houses. Sometimes they're just random. Clicking it. But it is the cheapest, one of the cheapest way to pick up leads digitally. I mean, typically, I think our, our ad spend is probably three to four dollars a lead on on Facebook. With Google pay per click, it's probably about uh, six to nine dollars a lead. Yep. Which that's actually a really good rate for what we do. Some people are actually spending a lot more. But in comparison, if you were to call Zillow and say, "Hey, I'd like I'd like this zip code, please," typically it's going to be about three hundred and fifty dollars a number, at least in our market, for mm-hmm. one lead. And I'm not saying that they don't convert because a lot of mega teams out there they they spend ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month in Zillow. But yep. if you're a new agent that's listening to this, and that's I said, not an option. Yeah, hey, Zillow's cool. Just give us thirty grand a month. You know, most likely you're trying to scrap together thirty grand the first year yeah. <laughs> in real estate, right? There's so. there's tons of tons of things you can do for marketing on social media or so mm-hmm. and starting off with, and just n- pulling back the um, being afraid to be on camera. It's got to go away. Like well, people always think, oh, I'm not interesting on camera. And it's like, no, 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 no. Marketing, you've got to do that this day and age with anything, even real estate nowadays. Yeah. But most people don't. And I mean, I've, I talk to people and I've, I, I know people that do a ton of business and I'll say, well, what's your CRM you're using? They're like, we don't use CRM. I'm like, what's the, you know, how are you getting leads? And I'm like, no, it's all word of mouth. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. The majority of my business is word of mouth. I actually divvy out all of the leads to the team. I don't take any leads in personally as the team lead other than the stuff that's just recurring business. So you can get to that point in, in real estate where you're not really working on leads. But when you're starting, you don't really have anybody referring you because you haven't sold anything yet. So um, social is really good for cheap. You've got Realtor.com, you've got Trulia, you've got Zillow, you've got all of these third-party websites that you can buy leads from. Again, pricing-wise, they're going to be a lot higher. What do you think about mail pieces, Galen? Like mail, like mailers? Mm-hmm. Like in like on 1998? Paper, on paper, um, yeah. You know, it's a touchy subject. Because you don't, you don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> I personally don't check my mail every day. Yeah, I like once a week. Maybe if someone's like, hey, go out and check the mail because I don't expect anything. Mail. All my bills come in the email um, or, you know, I just know the, the automatic draft. So I don't really check anything. So there was a time uh, like two years ago, I sunk a bunch of money into some mailers. I had my pretty face on there. Studio 77 took the pictures. All that great. And I got maybe like one or two, but it wasn't like anything where I. Literally, the next month after I sent those out, spend a fraction, fraction, infinitesimally small amount of money on something else online and got a ton of people like asking questions. And that was like a very, I was like, if I would have used that initial honk of money, the big chunk, the big spent. chunk of money yeah. I just spent on this, like things would have been very different, very quicker. So, personally, I don't do mailers any longer. That's a personal choice. So I'm going to throw out the statistics to this. Fire away. I used to be in ad sales, and they they will work. But the the thing with ad sales when it's in print, and really anything, is that the statistic is that people have to see it four to six times before they even realize they're seeing it. So if you're going to go this route, one, realize it's not cheap. You have to pay to print these things, and you have to pay to mail them out. And you can use things like Every Door Direct Mail. If you've never heard of it, it's EDDM. It's through the post office. That's what I used. You get 17.5 cents, I believe, right now is the rate to mail out instead of 40 cents, right? So it makes it cheaper, 
but you're going to be in for 600 to 2000 dollars a month typically on a small amount of houses right mm -hmm. so the way i look at it is the impact remember we talked about our numbers we talked about well know your numbers if i can hit this many people how many responses am I going to get? Well, right. we know that with $2,000 in the social media, we can probably have about 100,000 hits on social versus 2000 bucks into printing. If that gets me to, you know, 1,000 homes, that's 1% of what I can hit socially. And again, not to say that the market is captured on either one, right? You're going to no. have people that blow through your post and they don't look at it. You also Absolutely. have people that look in the mail and throw it out and don't look at it. Um, I would just suggest that if you want to do mail, you simply farm a neighborhood, whether it's your neighborhood or one that you want to keep, and you just stay on it every single month. This is something where I've had agents that have had success with it, but they live in the neighborhood and they're pumping it out every month for a decade straight, right? And Dominate your own market. And it, But again, if you're new, it's a really expensive budget for the turnaround, I think. Yeah. Um, so now, where are we at time-wise? 32 minutes. All right, so let's Perfect. do this. So now Let's, that we, we yes. those are ideas where you get leads. Now you got the lead. Conversion. What do I do with it? Yeah, because now that, I got the shiny little lead. This is where most people fail. And <laughs> and I say this because of this. A lot of agents can come in and they can be on a team and they actually don't have to get leads so that they can be on a team or have a system where they'll get leads. If you're with EXP, you're given KV Core, which mm -hmm. is a CRM, and you can give them like 60 bucks a post. And we're getting, I think, like 20, 30 leads out of $60. It's they'll crazy. Give you, yeah, I mean, it's super cheap. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, let's say you're doing a program like that. If you have questions on KV Core, EXP ads, if you're with them already, let us know. We're happy to help you set up your ad plans. But if you get 60 leads a, a, a month, 70 leads a month, the problem that I see the most often is that these agents don't call at all. They get busy or they're not busy, or they call once, don't get the person, mm -hmm. and then they leave it alone. Set it up right. Right. So what what do we have to do? So for what we do for us, we, we've got a lot of Facebook leads, and those are going to be a little bit cold mm -hmm. um, because it's people that sometimes they're just clicking. Um, and as you mentioned, I, I'm, I'm the king of texting. I will text you. Mm -hmm. I'll text my friends and family. I generally will not start by texting a lead. Um, and a lot of people don't get there like, oh, just shoot them a text. That's you almost want to be annoying to them. I'm going to call you on day one. I'm gonna call you on day two. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna call you on day three. Yeah, he is. Day four, probably day five. I'm gonna keep calling. Now I'm not gonna leave a voicemail every time. The first one, but I'm mm -hmm. gonna call you at different times of day just so that you start seeing this number. And you're like, what? What is this? Who yeah. is this? Now you might answer and say, hey, go die. Yep. That's fine. That Galen's is okay like, with me. awesome. Yeah, Can yeah. do. Sorry, brother. Sorry. It, sorry. Yeah, it, it happens. It, <laughs> and I, I don't take offense. I don't internalize it. Hey, go die. Hey, no problem at all. I can try, so I know. Guess what? They're not a lead. Move on. Yeah, move on. As one of but our you, agent friends says, dial till they die. Dial till they die. Smile okay. and dial. It's a cash, cash register. That's so it. you keep calling them on the telephone. You cannot text them because I get a lot of texts and I ignore most of them because yep. it's like, oh, it's an advertiser or something. But so when they call me, even if it's a telemarketer, sometimes you're just like, all right, if the same number mm -hmm. keeps calling eventually, wouldn't curiosity, you just be like, all right, hey. What, what do you this? want? Oh, it's a real person. Yeah. One's okay. a human. I got a call the other day. This is the best one. I called and I was like, hello, this is Galen Barker with the Davis Group. Hello? And I was like, hello? Are you a real person? <laughs> That's what she <laughs> said to me. And like, I was dying. She started laughing. She was like, sometimes it's like a robot. I'm like, I'm I'm a real boy. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Pinocchio real boy. That's awesome. And I was like, you know, I noticed that you had registered on Central VA Realty. I'm a senior team member on the team. I just want to see how I could help you. And she was like, oh, and she, we went through the whole gambit and all that stuff. And it wasn't a good time for her right now as far as buying a house. But it helped, you know, 
It was because I called her several times. It's very rare that anyone answers me on the first call. Yeah. I just know that. And I think a lot of agents have to embrace the fact that they're not going to, one, they're probably not going to answer the first time. Two, you're not annoying them. Yep. In the sense that you're like, oh, I don't want to be a bother. Yeah. I'm like, do you want to pay your bills? Yes. Do you, it's, like, it's, it's like, do your mortgage come up? And you're like, oh, I don't want to be a bother. Exactly. Pay. I'm like, no, you want to pay the bills. You got car notes. I got a car payment now. <laughs> so now yeah, I got to call. You know, now it's like, yeah, I got to pay this car payment. So, you know, you got to call. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. it's not a personal thing. You don't want to bother. It's like, why, why don't you want to bother a total stranger? It's like, you'll never yeah. meet them. You'll, Here's the thing. Yeah. hundred people. You call all of them. Your best case scenario is that 90 of them actually will get back to you and tell you to get lost. That's awesome. Yeah. That means there's 90 less people that you have to call, text, email, keep in your database. You trash them. You get rid of them. Our software that we use, not only do we dial out as soon as the lead comes in, but we also have a separate artificial intelligence that will start sending them messages These are top immediately. Secrets. Don't tell anybody. And they will, we have action plans, so emails and texts for the agent so that the agent doesn't actually have to text an email every day. It'll do it for them. But then if they respond, then they can pick up the conversation. Immediately jump in. But I'll have, sometimes agents will call me and they're like, well, all I'm getting is people that are just telling me to get lost. I'm like, that's amazing. Because if it was just up to you making calls, you probably wouldn't have reached any of them. And then we'd be trashing them without knowing. So I love hearing someone tell me to get lost. Yeah. It saves me time. Don't be afraid to dial the number. Don't be afraid to. And so what we've done on our team every Monday, I have created a Zoom link. Uh, It's called the only person who can reject you is you. And I just say, listen, if you need help calling, log into the Zoom link. You can watch me call. I will call with you. I will critique your call if you want. You can give me a number and I'll call. Hey, this person, I think they said go die, but I'm not sure. Can you call me? I'll, sure. Maybe they'll tell me to go die. So it's right. like, so then we'll be sure. But we we block that time out. Um, that's another part. We'll get to that second. It's important to block out your time uh, because you got to do it regularly. Some people are like, oh, I got to it this day and I didn't get to that day. Well, if you yeah. keep rolling them over, well, it's going to come to Friday. Now you got a hundred calls and you're going to be miserable because you're just like, oh, it's like, well, why don't you do twenty a day? And I have to stop you right there because of that. Frozen. That that leads to one of the most important points. As you said, don't be afraid to call. We take it a step further. Don't be afraid to call the second the lead comes in because people register and then people think, well, it's really creepy if I call this person the second they register at my website, the second Why? they see are, are an you ad. Are you guys be best friends later? Car dealerships do it all day. Oh, my God. Because they get it. So here's the thing. Who are you telling? Yeah. I made so many new friends this past week. Here's the numbers, all right? They actually did a study on this, and I've, I've sent this to all of my agents. I try to get them to look at this. If you call the second it comes in, in that hour some people will say well i'll call them tomorrow let's just say you wait an hour one hour now you're on hour two you are 450 percent less likely to get this person on the phone now within an hour so people are like oh one day is not a big deal no one day is it makes all the difference between selling and converting and not so if you don't want to call as an agent great guess what our team's going to and we're going to convert them <laughs> right because at the end of the day that's what we see in the most agent and since i've been in this business that's what i've noticed out of everybody that makes calls that's ah, really weird calling them and they're like i just registered yeah and if they were looking for a house they're gonna be like wow you guys are on we are top on it. of it. So you go 450% down from hour one to two. Then you drop 900% down from hour, I think, zero to two to three. And then by the time you're down to six hours, I mean, 
you should see the the, the chart. I mean, it's and it's they, hardly anything. There have definitely been times when I'm like too busy, so I have called him the next day. It's surprising. People are like, I didn't I didn't register yeah. there. I'm like, I'm I've never seen the, a house. I'm looking yeah. at the data showing like you were there for four hours. You had eight searches. Yeah, I can like well, you homes. In, yeah, so like, you searched this one, this one. There, they're like that wasn't me, and I'm like, yeah. One hundred percent. So yeah. if you can call them immediately, you catch them in the act. Yeah, exactly. You got your phone open. I can see your phone. Right. Are you real? Are you a real person? I am a real person. Throw your computer out the window. Don't let this voice fool you. I'm a real boy. So here's the other thing in in the stats. It takes up to six contacts typically to be able to make contact. So it says essentially over 30% of leads are never followed up on after the initial contact. Mm -hmm. That infuriates me because I know what we spend on leads mm -hmm. and that means that only 70% of them are even getting called twice. And I guarantee if you looked at the real numbers, probably about 90% aren't getting called six times. Yet the numbers show that your chance of making contact only happens, you know, 90% is at that sixth contact. Keep so that goes them. back to the print, right? They have to see you multiple times, hear yep. from you to be able to do anything. Now, days of week, you said you do your calls on Monday. Mm -hmm. I have bad news for you. Uh, no, no, no. I do my calls. I do the the Zoom call on yeah. Monday. I do calls every day of the week. He, he does. He's Him and Nate are my shining call stars in the team. They, they Call stars, it. trademark. That's right. You have a 46% less likely chance of getting a hold of somebody on a Monday versus mm -hmm. a Wednesday. So mm, that's good to know. Wednesday and Thursday are your top call days and your best times. What do you think? Oof, late on me. What do you think? I want to hear your yes. Your uh, two top right, let's, slots. Let's play the game. Let's play the game. All right, all right, I'm so say I know for me personally, on Wednesdays, I call between 10 and 12 and 4 and 6. All right. I'm going to say... Oh, man. I'm going to say this about the same. Well, y'all would have been right. You are 10.30 to 12.30, pretty much, and then 3.30 to 5.30. Yeah. So lunch breaks for people, then they're getting off work, right? You call somebody at 7 in the morning... <laughs> I mean, that's I a bad idea. But you know what I mean? Like, again, you have agents that work other jobs, so they're like, "Well, I have a nine to five, so I'll make you know, some calls at eight, calls. or I'll make calls at you know seven thirty or eight at night." You know what I mean? Once I'm off work and everything, and, and again, nights actually not that bad, depending as long as it doesn't get too late. Yeah. But I'm just throwing the stats out there. The that, only reason I, I I read some of those stats, and then I thought, you know, for ten years I worked for a Fortune 200 company, and I knew how the day worked. You know, between. 7.30 and 9, I was really busy. Between 10 and 12, I was not that busy mm -hmm. because I was like, all right, 12 o'clock lunch. And so you, your day winds, you know, has life. After lunch, between that 12 and 3, don't talk to me because I'm super busy. So I thought about that. I said, well, you know, when was I busy? So I was like, let me not call them in the middle of that. So I called them at de-stressed times. You know, de-stressed yeah. times are when people are like, they're winding down mentally from their day. And so they're more willing to have a conversation with you. Yeah, that's it. Anything else we're missing right now? What do you think? Conversion. Anything else? We talked about staying don't on be it. Afraid. Now, there's now the purpose that there's nothing wrong with texting and email. I do all of those things, but my go-to bread and butter is going to be the telephone. Yeah. Because it rings, people hear it, they're going to look wrong, and then I, a lot of times if they don't answer. I'll send them a text message. They're like, "Oh, okay, that's who it is." They didn't. They're not going to respond. Yeah. But two days later, when I call again, they're like, "Oh, okay." You should definitely work that. your calls and emails in. I mean, your texts and emails, 100%. Built it into it's a, a whole suite. system. It's a packet. So the main thing is that you don't just go to emailing this person. You don't call because you think, wow, I sent them, I'm sending them 10 emails this week. I made 10 contacts. Yeah, not really. You really do need, they need to hear your voice. They need I've the actually like, stopped counting those as contacts, like emails and stuff. Like, I got to hear a voice. Yeah. 
before I think of like a contact, like unless it's someone that I know. Get yourself some action plans, right? There's coaching companies out there that'll set all these things up for you and you can automate all of these emails and texts so that you're not having to sit up. And that time can be spent with you on the phones doing what you need to be doing. And that's dialing for dollars. Dialing for dollars. As a real estate agent, that's what it's about. I love it. I like it. I think this was good. I do too. I, I hope people, you know, understand it. If they have any questions or if you're thinking, you know, I need some help calling or just someone to listen to me, there's nothing like role playing, happy to help. Um, that that two that Monday Zoom link that's for everybody. So if you've got or if you're thinking to yourself, hey, I'm awesome at this. I want to pass this information on to someone else. Hey, get in contact. We would love to have other people. You know, maybe what I'm doing is wrong. Maybe what you're doing is right. We'd love to you know do our own mastermind. Yeah, that's a big word that I'm almost tired of at this point. Mastermind, my, mastermind, everything. Mastermind. Mastermind. We're all masterminding. That's right. Mastermind, mega mining, mastermind. I'm like, all right, but let's let's sit down. We'll, we'll compare some thoughts. All right. If we missed anything, if you have any suggestions of what you want to hear on the podcast, let us know. Let us know your thoughts on converting, on getting leads. Maybe you can comment up on how you're getting leads, what's working for you. How are you crushing it in your market? That's right. And keep watching us. We're trying to come at you live every single week. And then on top of that, follow us on social media, underscore the Davis group. We, we didn't tell them about the uh, the special thing that's coming oh, out. I know. We put it in the announcements. Pizza Wars. That's, that's all right. I'm going to say. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. Pizza Wars. We'll tell you more about it I next time. I think that's plenty. All right. Hit us up. 804-536-6100 for my number, underscore, underscore, The Davis Group on Instagram. And Galen? Galen Parker, 804-274-9016. See, he has the radio voice. That's the one I use on the, on the, on the calls. That's right. Thanks for watching, guys. Have a good one. Or listening. We'll see you next week. If you have a real estate question that you would like to ask Jared or Galen, reach out to them at Jared at CentralVARealty.com or Galen at CentralVARealty.com. Who knows? It may even be featured on an upcoming episode. 